Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Could not go backwards. So the picture there is that he burned his past so that he can focus on his future. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast about helping you pursue your dreams without compromising your faith, your family, or your health. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and in just a moment, we're going to have another conversation with Dr. James Wolf. That's right. We just had him on for episode 272. Well, we brought him back for episode 273. We're going to talk about mentorship as it plays a role in the growth of men. So, If that's something you're looking for, you're trying to ask yourself, what does it mean to be a man in today's day and age, to be a Christian man at that? Well, maybe finding the right mentor can help you do just that. So sit back and relax, unless you're throwing rocks into a river, wondering why they don't skip the same way as when you throw them across a pond. Uh, In that case, you, you probably need to take a step back and just listen to this episode as the water rushes by you. Uh, that That's just an idea. Just a thought. Here we go. All right, I'm back with Dr. James Wolf calling in from Arizona. Uh, how are you doing today? I am outstanding, doing very well, Jerry. Thank you so much for having me once again. Oh man, a pleasure. It's always good to have somebody come on as a repeat guest. I mean, it's just uh, it doesn't always happen, but when it does, it's for a good reason, and that's one of the. I'm cases honored. Here. Oh yeah, and we had you on uh, a, another episode where we talked about. Kind of like the biggest struggle that men face. And we, we actually gotten into like some deep conversation about, uh, sexual impurity and, and just how that impacts our lives as men and impacts our relationships. We also talked about some other really deep stuff about like redemption. And I mean, your, yes. your own history coming out of a life of being, if I remember correctly, a drug dealer and. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're a pastor impacting lives for generations to come. And, you know, so it, anybody out there who somehow thinks there's no, chance for redemption or a second chance. Um, uh, Dr. James is proof of that. I'm proof of that. You also can be proof of that. So um, in this particular episode, we wanted to talk about mentorship, the importance of mentorship in a man's life. Uh, I know that I grew up in a generation where, you know, the homes were broken and the men were just kind of lost and they're raising my generation of kids. And you may have gone through something similar where, uh, you know, who were the male role models that would shape your life? You know, like, uh, you know, and, and I know a lot of my friends growing up who didn't have a father figure in their lives. And so that male mentorship was missing as well. Uh, but what would you say is the importance of having mentors and what, what does a mentor actually do for somebody? Well, so a mentor, um, uh, helps shape, uh, the person's life, um, and, and and we could use if we were to put a scripture to it, we put the scripture iron sharpens iron. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and that comes out of Proverbs. And so um, and, and what happens is the mentor uh, typically has already gone through the process of life. You know, a lot of life uh, things where they learned life skills. And so uh, the mentor just simply teach teaches what they know. Uh, to the mentee, um, so that they, um, that they have a, a clearer understanding and a clearer path, you know, cause, uh, the mentor 
had an obstructed path, you know, and now that they're on the other side of it, they can give a clearer path to the mentee. But that's only if the mentee listens, you know. So my classes, um, my first class I'm going to have is on um, for mentors, how to mentor. And so what that looks like is how to mentor a difficult person, um, how to mentor a person that doesn't talk at all, that doesn't say anything, you know, how to mentor a person uh, that tells you every single thing, calls you every, <laughs> you know, minute of the day, you know. And so and then uh, and then mentees that got to learn how to be mentored um, because. Um, a lot of times they are coming from, like you said, broken homes, um, or they've had leadership over them, um, that was bad leadership. So now they're gun shy. Um, and, and how do I trust this person who says they want to mentor my life? I see their life and I want to mirror their life. And that's usually how a mentee picks a mentor is they look and see their life and they really want to mirror that life. And, uh, you know, so, so, so I teach both of those things. And so, yeah, that's what, uh, that, that's what this is going to look like. Nice. Um, when I think of mentorship, a couple of things come to mind. It's definitely what it's not is like an internship. Like you're not going to work for this specific person. Uh, a mentor typically doesn't have anything to gain from pouring into your life and sharing their experiences with you. Uh, and whereas like an internship, that person you're reporting to is benefiting from like a work product. Like you work on a project or a series of projects for me or you do some daily duties. And so in exchange for your work, you get some experiences. And the thing I love about mentorship is – there is almost no skin in the game as far as, uh, or not skin in the game, because there's kind of some skin in the game. That's the success of the mentee, but there, there's no direct like quid pro quo with that. Like if I mentor right. you, uh, you, um, will make my business 10 times better or, you know, something like that. But, um, anyway, I'm just. Yeah, think it through like mentors and mentor yeah, figures no, and so right. on. Yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> I, right. I guess there's you're some that do. Right. Yeah, there are some that do charge. I guess, but um, uh, that that almost borderlines on coaching. But you're you're paying an investment in that time as well. So I'm thinking from a business perspective. I'm just covering all my bases. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> cut you off. Accidentally. Yeah. So- and so, and then there's different types of mentoring too, you know, and you kind of hit on that, you kind of alluded to that, you know, so, uh, the type of mentorship that, that I provide is, uh, not only life coaching, but also, um, uh, knowing what the word of God is saying. Um, you know, we, we take things that are in the word of God and sometimes we, take it and expound on it on one scripture or one verse. And there's a whole chapter <laughs> that what it's talking about has a whole lot more meaning than that one little verse. And so, um, you know, we've become masters in that. And so I break verses down and I break chapters down. I'll break the chapter down first and say, this is what this whole chapter is talking about. And when you get to this verse, it's referring to the the subject of the chapter. And that takes a whole different meaning when people see it that way. So, Yeah, yeah context is so important, especially when reading the Bible. Uh, now, for folks who go through the mentoring program that you've got, uh, so we'll talk from the mentoring side. Uh, you, you did mention some of the things that they learned at a high level, like how to uh, engage with a variety of different type of personalities. Um, 
what is the the main aim of the the mentor and how do they find their mentees like like what do they do once they've gone through your training do they uh become part of a system or do they just go forth and uh mentor the world as you know god places people in front of them uh they got two by two <laughs> uh i got questions <laughs> <laughs> so um what i'm doing is uh first when i uh teach the mentors um then i'm going to teach the mentees and then once i teach both of them then i'm going to bring them together and then we're going to have uh so to speak like a um uh, what do you call those um uh, where they can go and sit in front of a mentor and ask the mentor a question and then go to the next mentor. So mentors oh. will be lined up on one side, mentees on the other, you know, almost like yeah. that quick dating thing. Yeah. Like speed you know, mentoring. You're right. And so, but this will be a learning thing. It's not for them to find out if this is the mentor that they want, but to know what questions to ask. So to see if this is the person for, uh, for their life. Because the thing that what God does, and the Bible says that in Acts that he sent them out two by two. And so we see that sometimes it was husband and wife, but we also see that sometimes that it was two men that went out, you know, like uh, Paul and Barnabas, you know, and so, or Silas. And so, um, um, so, so going out two by two, meaning that one is going to be the elder of the other. And it's the same concept of, of Jesus saying, take my yoke. Because, uh, if you study that out, um, there's an older ox that's on that yoke to the younger one. And that older ox is teaching the old, the, the, the older ones teaching the younger one how to pull correctly, how to move to the left and to the right. And when the master does this, you do that. So, um, so that's the, that's the picture that I want the people to see. But also what I want them to learn is from the mentor, but the mentor has to learn how to teach the mentee with patience. And understanding. Because I think without that teaching to the mentor, they want to just, just telling the other person what to do. Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And not really guiding that person and, and in combination or context of sharing my experiences. I, I like that. Um, now if they decide that they're going into a mentoring relationship, how long does that last? Is it six months, a year, uh, indefinitely? Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash cap show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Well, um, I have a mentor uh, that I gained in mm, 2002, and I've been with them ever since. So I would say really a mentor really is a life, uh, lifetime uh, commitment. Um, 
I don't think that you would ever stop mentoring somebody until, you know, you, you're pulled into heaven. And we see that, you know, in the word of God, you know, and that's exactly what happened with Elijah and Elijah, you know, so Elijah stopped mentoring once he got pulled into heaven, but he mentored up until that time, you know, so. And then, uh, yeah, we were talking about Elijah and Elisha, uh, prior to us hitting record. Um, what is it about that connection that, provides that model of mentoring and mentorship. There are so many nuggets in there. Oh my gosh. So and now you're gonna get me excited. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and here I'm like, pick one thing. No I'm kidding. No. <laughs> so so the first thing is um Elijah makes Elijah responsible for his own calling. Oh. He he doesn't he does not um tell him come follow me so that you can gain your calling. He tells him, what have I to do with your calling? And he, and, and, you know, he, and he says, well, I must follow you. He says, okay, well, if you follow me and you see me go, then you're going to get this, the, the blessing that you're asking for. So the thing that Elijah did is he went and he dismantled his occupation. When you read, he goes back and it says that he killed his ox, sacrificed him to God, and then burned his equipment. Mm. So he could not go backwards. So the picture there is that he burned his past so that he can focus on his future. Wow. And that's what we have to do as mentees yeah is we have to burn our past that means we have to get rid of our own mindsets of what we thought about what leadership was or is uh we have to get rid of uh, when we're being constructively built or criticized we have to get rid of being hurt so easily which uh, you know, the sad thing is there's a generation, which is the 90s, those born in the 90s are so easily offended. And and to going into the 2000s, those born in the 2000s, so easily offended, so easily offended. And that's why we have all these um, uh, murders and, and, and all the things that's going on is because people are so easily offended now. And so we as mentors have to learn how to mentor people who are easily offended. And then we have to teach those who are easily offended not to be so easily offended. Because when when you are, then it's hard for you to learn and it's hard to teach. That totally reminds me of um, a documentary. I saw a clip of a documentary and it has to do with elephants. <laughs> and, uh, elephants on a wildlife reserve. And uh they were murdering uh, other animals like hippos and uh, rhinos and stuff like that. Yeah. Elephants. And they're like, why are these elephants like who, which elephants are doing this? And they were able to track it down to juvenile elephants, male elephants specifically. And the solution they came up with was, well, let's bring in some old man elephants in uh, to kind of show them the way. And so they did. They brought in a couple of old bulls that have their, um, you know, they're elephants that have been around the block. And uh, what they noticed was that the older male elephants became essentially mentors and role models for the younger juvenile elephants and, you know, showed boundaries like, yeah, you're riled up and mad, but I'm in the way. I'm going to protect the, the animals you're about to kill. And it was just right. it was so amazing that uh, just by introducing a couple of male elephants that were way older, more experienced in life, they were able to teach um, in, in their own elephant way how to uh, get through those, those emotional t 
tirades and so on. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying we're elephants, but the parallel is uh, we do have a lot we can learn from those who've gone before us, especially those who found success uh, or are finding success. Uh, and they're just years ahead of where we are in our lives. And how do they find that um, temperament, that tolerance or, you know, just the this this security in who they are to say, you know, yeah, I'm mad right now. That doesn't mean I go off on a tirade and try to take out somebody's career or livelihood. Uh, yes, I'm mad right now, but I don't take to social media and blast somebody forever. Right. Let me let me slow my roll a little bit and process this. And I think that's the biggest life lesson uh, a mentor can bring as well um, is that, yeah, that, that ability to st- step back and reflect on what's going on and, uh, you know, learn that there is another way to do things. Uh, yeah. And that's the thing, too, is 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 getting them to stop and think. Yes. I mean, there, there's something my mentor told, told me that sticks with me for the it, – it'll never depart from me, and I use it often. Mm-hmm. And that is that we are one decision away from ruining the rest of our life. He told me that, and that hit me like a ton of bricks. I can make one bad decision, and it ruined the rest of my life. So I need to stop and think before I decide. And it can be the same decision over and over again that keeps giving you a one to two year delay. And if you don't make that shift, then yeah, you're, you're still ruining your life. You're just making the same decision over and over again. And, uh, yeah, I think a mentor can definitely help you spot those, um, those blind areas in our lives, you know, like, and really, we just really changed the word from, um, discipleship to mentor because mm-hmm. it really, discipleship really is. Uh, uh, what is taking place is, is the discipling process and discipleship. The word disciple means, uh, one learning from another, you know, so, and it's just, we just changed it from discipleship to mentor. Yeah. Cause the context we're talking about with mentorship here is, uh, how to live a godly life, how to live in the context of Jesus. So yeah, that mentor is helping you live your life uh, in the context of Christ uh, on the calling that has been placed on your heart. And mm-hmm. uh, that's just amazing. I love that. I love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, what are some of the, how long have you been doing this program, by the way? Because it's not brand new. Well, this program, let's see, man. Or this kind of thing. This I've process. been doing this program actually since the 90s, but it has... Um, mutated into um, a, if if I was to give this a time um, to where I could just sit down and teach this class regularly, um, it's a month long class. Mm. If I was to teach it, you know, once a week, Um, actually probably, probably about a month and a half, because I'll tell you the titles I have here. And so um, the titles I have are um, lesson one, why the need for a pastor or mentor, um, commitment to God and to the body of Christ, uh, having an effective prayer life, renewing the mind, biblical dominion and authority, spiritual gifts, pastoring others or mentoring others, being able to be mentored, and God's financial plan for the believer. Yeah, so those those headings, what they do is they open up the door for the mentee to ask questions, but it also opens up the door for the mentor to dig and know the answers. So it's really sharpening both of them. So I give them that lesson and uh, and they go with those lessons and, and they teach, uh, you know, they teach the mentees. And so um, um, I do not charge. 
uh, for these classes. Um, uh, some people say I should, um, <laughs> because of the content, it's just so rich. Um, you know, but you know, there's a lot to be said about my classes because I really get a lot of meat and information and then I get truth. And when I say truth, I'm digging in the Hebrew and the Greek and getting the, the foundational, um, meanings of what is being taught to us by Jesus and by, you know, Paul and the other men in the Bible. So, um, and we get that clearer understanding. Um, I mean, there's, there's something that came out just last night. So I'm teaching my class last night. I'm teaching the young adults. Um, and I'm teaching them on undetected threats in relationships. And God drops this thing on me that is just so powerful. And in Ephesians, uh, it says uh, that a man shall leave his uh, mother and father and become one with his wife. And then it says, after that, it says, and the reason why is because um, Christ is one with the Father. Mm. And so the revelation that he gave me was that we are separate because we serve God singly. But then when we come together, we're still two people. So we have to be one so that we can serve God as one, as a couple, and be one with him as a couple. Isn't that mind blowing? I mean, I never looked at it like that. <laughs> I remember going through a, a marriage um, conference and they'd shared that. And uh, it was probably the number one lesson that uh, created the foundation or the stage for my wife and I to handle anything that comes our way. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that we went to this conference and we never had an argument ever again. We've had plenty of arguments after that. Right. I think we <laughs> argued that day that we learned that lesson. <laughs> you know, like after we learned the lesson. And, uh, right. but the, the thing was it shifted our mindset that, uh, my, my spouse is not my enemy. No matter how much I'm frustrated with her behavior or she's frustrated with my behavior, that is the foundational truth is that she is not my enemy. She is on my team. She is my mate for life. And once we apply that, that filter, that mindset, all of a sudden our argument shifts. The way that we're trying to resolve that issue changes from, I need to win this to, we need to win this. And I think that's the one mindset that allows me to get humble, ask for forgiveness. Cause I know darn well what I did wrong. You know, like, mm, <laughs> you, know, right, exactly. you, know you know, we exactly. try to pretend we did, we don't, we have no idea what we did wrong, but we know, we know maybe it's a pet yeah. peeve of hers. <laughs> maybe it's, you know, we agreed not to do a thing and I go off and I do it anyway, you know, whatever it is. I know she knows I know. Uh, <laughs> and so having that mindset allows me to say, all right, Liv, I'm sorry. I messed up. We agreed on this. I did this anyway. Uh, and then vice versa, you know, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jerry. that's maturity, yeah. man. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that one is growing closer together as we're going growing closer to God, uh, and also growing closer together somehow draws us closer to God on an individual mm -hmm. level. And that's that mm -hmm. like it, it blows your mind. It blows my mind to this day. And uh, I've probably known that lesson for about I'd say ten, twelve years now. And uh, wow, yeah, oh wow. man, good stuff, man. Yeah, uh, but I mean that's the power of like a, a mentor there because. It was a mentor of ours, a couple mentor. Um, so husband and wife, they've been married. Uh, great story. Joe and Connie Sengler. We love you guys. We still love you. In fact, Connie, a little jealous that you got some Olivia time. Uh, <laughs> they, they just met up for lunch recently. Uh, but anyway, Joe and Connie been married for a long time. Great story of like, uh, how they eloped. They split up. They got back together and, and life like 
if you know Joe and Connie today, they've poured into hundreds and hundreds of couples, if not thousands of couples, through a variety of means. Uh, but you wouldn't know that they had the the turbulent early life that they did, everything from drug addiction to um, splitting apart, losing a child to, su- I believe, suicide or drug addiction as well. And wow. Yeah, just powerful couple. But when you meet them today, they're all smiles. They're doting on the grandchildren they have. They're loving on the kids that they have you know, around still today. And they make they make time to pour into other couples and get them to the resources that'll help grow their marriages and develop and deepen their relationships. And um, yeah, and then you learn their early life. And you're like, you No. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I've seen pictures of my grandfather, man. I was blown away because I'd never pictured him. He had a drink in his hand with a gun in his hand. And I'm uh, like, what in the world? grandfather? <laughs> I just never pictured that. Never seen that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he devoted, you know, to the Lord. So yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Sometimes all we gotta do is, if not looking at, I mean, you talked about like burning our pasts, uh, definitely burning the things that are holding us back from our pasts. You know, the the guilt, the shame. I could never do this because of this thing that happened to me or I did in the past. And I think that's the beautiful thing about Christianity as, as a whole is the whole central idea behind it is, yeah, all that stuff. This guy, Jesus, came along and he was perfect and he died to erase the shame of that. Uh, so you can live a full life now and you can live eternally after. And mm-hmm. just like, man. And then, you know, young believers. And when I say young believers, I don't just mean like young in age, young in how long they've been believers definitely need somebody who can help guide them along in understanding these nuances That's of Christianity right. that, you know, Christianity isn't a this or that it's a relationship. It's constant growth, constant renewal. And yeah, mentors, play a big part in helping us newer followers understand that. Absolutely. I did something in my church. I preached last Sunday. Uh, my pastor was on vacation, so he had me preach. And uh, I did something that God had me do just on a whim. And it was a powerful illustration and showing of what's really going on. So I said, if you've been saved uh, 10 years or longer, I want you to stand to your feet. And most of the congregation stood up. And so then I said, okay, those of you who are, um, who have been saved 15 years or lower, I want you to sit down. And they all sat down. And I said, now all of you older ones are supposed to be teaching them. So then I said, if you've been saved, 30 years. I want you to stay standing. Everybody else sit down. So there were still a lot of people that were still standing. And I said, so the question I have for you in the 30 years that you've been saved, how many people have you won to Christ? How many, what have you done with the salvation that Christ has given you? Because the mandate that he's given us was to go and make disciples. So how many do you have? And then I had them sit down and I said, if you've been saved 40 years, or more, I want you to stay standing. So there was like four people. And I said, you guys are matriarchs. I said, you guys are supposed to be telling us what it was like serving God in your time and what it is now, because we don't know the difference. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And it was powerful, man. It was so powerful that my pastor's making a whole sermon on it this Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, if you want to like ignore historical context, ignore those who've gone before you, I think that's just a dumb idea. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, right? yeah. I mean, 
they've got the comparison notes. They were there 40 years ago when it did or did not work. And they can yeah. give you insight. Is it going to work today? And if so, what is the missing ingredient from back then? I only bring that up because I ran into a lot of younger folks that they think that because somebody's in the boomer generation, they have no value to add that everything they know and do is somehow antiquated. And the crazy thing is, the boomer generation is the generation that influenced the millennial generation the most when it comes to social justice and That's equality. Exactly and, right. Yeah. And it's like, how are we going to turn around and spit on the very generation that, you know, made America a little bit more American, you know, like uh, as far yeah. as, you know, land of the free and, you know, uh, that kind of thing. And um, now what you think about something, this is something that God dropped in my spirit mm -hmm. and uh, in Proverbs 30. I believe in verse 12 or 11, uh, it talks about there is a generation that curses their mother and their father. Uh -huh. And so I actually did a study. That generation is the 90 generation. Kids that have been born in the 90s have cursed their parents because of the way that they were raised. And so if you look at those of us who were parents in the 90s, and I'm one of those parents, we wanted to give everything to our child that we did not have. Therefore, we've robbed them. We've robbed them of learning what life was about, robbed them of learning how to struggle and then overcome those struggles because now they don't want anything to do with struggle. They want the quick fix, the microwave generation, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and so, yeah, that's another teaching, but I, I'm going to implement that, um, that speech in my mentor class because mentors cannot teach out of compassion. And, and what I mean by that is that when, um, when they fall or fail or they make a mistake, yes, you uh, have compassion for that, but you can't baby them in that. And so they need to get up and uh, wipe the dirt off, clear their eyes and let's go forward. But we're in a generation where they cry to mom and and they want to, you know, stay in, in their diaper, you know, for a whole year before they even come out and start doing something. We can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have the parents who actually go and do the thing for them. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yes. And yeah. that's another problem. Yeah. Go, go <laughs> tell my boss marry, to hire me back. They marry or, somebody that does it for them. <laughs> yes. Oh, geez. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. They go marry a parent, not a not a spouse or a partner. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to use that for my young adults. <laughs> there you go. Marrying your parent. Yes. Oh. I mean, that's something to be aware of. Like, are you marrying somebody because of their ability to take care of me? Or are you marrying somebody because you can build a life and a family through with them? Oh, I'm writing uh, that so, down. Marrying your yeah. parent. Uh, I, I was just thinking about that because I was chatting with some friends of mine. And, and uh, yeah, one of them struggling in a dating relationship because – uh, the expectations almost that she mothers him. And it's like, Ooh, that's kind of weird and creepy. <laughs> uh, so I, I think the writing might be on the wall for that couple. Well, we'll I guess yes. by the time this airs, I'll, I'll give you an update. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They broke up or, Hey, they worked it out. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Um, now you've been helping people learn to become mentors. You've been mentoring people. You've been mentored yourself, it sounded like. Um, what are some of the, the most powerful stories you've seen coming out of a mentoring relationship, whether it's somebody who mentored you or somebody you mentored or somebody that you have observed off on the sidelines? Maybe you helped the mentor become a mentor. And so what, what are some of the, the stories that stand out to you the most of like the power of mentorship? So there's two 
things that, that stick out uh, uh, very powerfully. So the first thing that sticks out is a couple that um, the uh, wife started coming in my church. Um, and she's probably coming probably about six months. And then she told me, you know, I asked her where her, you know, the father was to her two girls. And she says, well, we're separated. Um, and I said, well, were you guys married? She says, yeah, we were married and we're separated and got divorced. And so um, I said, so what do you feel like you should be with him? She says, I don't know. And I says, well, when you say that, that tells me you still have feelings for him. I said, so um, let me uh, mentor you um, and how you treat him. And then when he starts coming to church, because he wasn't even coming to church yet, then I'll start mentoring him. She goes, he's not coming to church. I says, okay, just follow what I'm telling you to do and we'll see. And so she followed what I told her to do. And then the next week he came to church <laughs> and she was amazed. And I said, see, I said, so now let me start mentoring him. So I started speaking into his life. And within six months, they have reconciled together. They were they were separated for 10 years. Oh, wow. And so they were reconciled together, remarried, and he actually just passed away, you know, the, about uh, a year ago. Yeah. And so um, that was one of the biggest, the greatest stories of, of mentorship of two lives not even wanting to be together, coming back together, you know? Wow. wow. So that was one story. And now another one um, uh, I, I would have to take from my own life, um, and that's watching uh, my mentor and where he's at today. Because I see where he started, you know, a disciple um, just serving God. And then going from there to being a pastor and then his businesses and all the stuff that he's doing now. And now he's sought after um, in the professional field. Um, he has um, um, counseled LeBron James. He's married to, you know, some of these big name people. And to see where he was and to see where he's at now. And that's simply from walking out the mentorship um, model in his life. And I watch that and see that. And now I see my life going exactly that same route. Man. Yeah. So there you have it. That's, that's why mentorship is so powerful and so helpful and yes. so important. It's just um, whether it's saving a marriage or growing your future possibility into, you know, the impact you've got today and who knows the impact you're going to have in the next 20 years by doing this. Man. Yeah. And the impact that those mentors are going to have over the next 20, 30, 40 years, it's just <sighs> like, yeah. you know, you, you know, you hear people talk about legacy, leaving legacy. Yeah. All the time. Well, legacy is something that outlasts you. Mm -hmm. um, and so whenever, uh, you know, like, like the book I wrote, uh, I want that book, um, you know, if Jesus tarries, uh, to be mentoring people and, and strengthening people's lives, um, for the next, you know, 50 to 100 years, if Jesus, you know, tarries. Uh, and that would be a legacy for me. You know, we want our kids to be our legacy. But in reality, you know, are they really <laughs> going to be our legacy? You know, yeah. Now, how do people pick the right kind of mentor? I think that's a very important thing to think about because and I wasn't even thinking about it until just now that we have mentors who can help us succeed 
And we have mentors who can take us down a darker path. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of my friends would think I'm thinking of like Star Wars right now and Darth Vader and Darth Sidious. But no, uh, <laughs> I, I'm actually thinking about my days when I worked at a battered at a battered women's shelter. And uh, there was a separate program that was the batterers intervention and prevention program. And something that stood out to me was that the program director had shared with me that she had just had a session that day where she had a young gentleman who had just been court ordered to attend this 12, I forget how long the thing was, like six months or something. Um, and in the same class was this gentleman's dad and his dad. So three generations of wife beaters uh, in this program on the same day. And it just now hit me. Like we're talking about the positive impact of mentorship. And in the back of my head was this little story of like these three where grandpa mentored dad who mentored son and they all learned a very uh, powerfully negative way to go about relationships. Uh, and here for the first time in all three of their lives on the same day, they were faced wow. with a hard truth that the legacy of grandpa is right here in this room. And it's not a good one. Um, so with that said, how do we recognize that we have the right mentor for us? <laughs> and that's the guy well, to go follow. Yeah, that is, uh, it does take discernment um, uh, for you to discern if this is the person um, that can help shape my life. But one of the things that I had to tell mentees is watch people's lives watch how they're living and then make that choice. Um, you you don't want to choose because they appear to be rich mm-hmm. or they appear to be intelligent um, because your actions will speak louder than your words. And so that's what you're looking for is their actions. How, how do they react to certain things? And so it, do you want this mentality? Do you want that mentality? So, um, I was teaching, um, again, another class on um, um, transfer, transformation and transition. And so God transfers who he is to us and what he transfers to us, he expects it to transform us. And when it transforms us, then he can transition us. He can position Mm. us now. Mm. And so um, the problem is, is that People don't want to go through the transformation because in the transfer part is where you are uh, having a relational um, communication. And so you're, you're, uh, God's relating to you and you have to relate back to who, to who God is. So you got to know who he is. And, and then you get these gifts and these abilities that change who you are. But it changes you to who you're supposed to be in purpose. Okay. And so um, this is what I say to people too about that is we hear the story of the 10 versions. Okay. So five of those versions are the ones that changed. They went through the transformation. The other five are the ones that did not go through the transformation. They didn't want to change. They, they have all the abilities, they have their lamp, but they don't have the know-how. They don't have the even the, the, the ability in their spiritual makeup to do what they're supposed to do because they didn't go through the changing process or the transformation process. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say this, <laughs> that um, 
Um, when you're picking a, a mentor and you're looking at the mentor's life, you're looking at their spare, sp- you're listening to their speech because their speech locates them, how they talk tells you exactly where they're living. And so you're looking at their speech uh, and then you're also looking at their actions, you know, and you can even ask them questions. What do you do on your off day? Hmm. Because then that tells you if they're productive or not productive. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because productive people, even on their off day, are productive. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I was like, does this mean like I don't know how to rest? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's me too. You know, I, I'll say I'm going to rest this week. And even in my rest, I'm cleaning my house, I'm doing something, you know? Yeah. And so, but it's built in us to do that. And the behavior for people that are not doing that is a learned behavior Mm -hmm. of not being productive in life. And that's what they have to unlearn. Yeah. Wow. That just reminded me of um, an army lesson I learned about productivity anyway. So a little little offshoot from uh, mentorship on productivity uh, that – I got to hang out with some cavalry scouts. These are the guys that go like 20 mm-hmm. miles ahead of all the good guys to go find mm-hmm. the bad guys and report it in. And so they, they're good at hiding. Like they could, I know of a group of guys that were within 10 feet of some folks who weren't supposed to be there and they're reporting over the radio to us. Like, yeah, the guy's smoking a cigarette, you know, like, um, so these guys, uh, so I learned from them, wow. like you have your observation post and then you have a secondary site somewhere that is where you go to rest and provide some security over the observation post. Uh, and then the guy goes on to instruct us that when you're in the rest area, you're resting doesn't mean you're sleeping or snoozing or playing on your phone or whatever. Resting is you clean your weapon, you change your socks you, um, you know, eat some food, you kind of improve the safety of your site. You really get to know the map. You study the terrain a little bit more and like, this is rest. And I thought that right. doesn't sound like rest. That sounds like work. And <laughs> right. uh, he, the guy goes on to describe, and I didn't blurt it out, but I guess the guy read my body language and he goes, yeah, doc. Cause I was the medic in the group. Uh, what I mean is your rest period is that you're not doing this primary focus of watching the road, you're now changing up your cognitive load to do other things, to prepare you to go back into that location. And I thought, wow, wow, rest is about preparing to go back in. Wow. Man, when I learned that, I was like, okay, cool. And so I think a lot of folks will think what I'm doing on a Saturday is being a workaholic, but this is my day off and I'm recording a session with you. Uh, I'm going to, after this, uh, edit, I think two or three episodes for the podcast, edit a video. And somehow I got to manage to clean up the the mess I left in my living room. Cause I, I haven't, I haven't unpacked from my last two trips yet, but, uh, I guess that has to get squeezed in there somehow. So, you know, rest is weird, you know, when you, when you're productive, I guess is the thing I'm saying. Uh, so anyway, cool. Now I know we're running. Yeah. We're starting to run out of time, man. No. Uh, <laughs> so you, wow, you, it's almost an hour. Right? I know it just, it just flies by. Wow. Uh, so you do this training in person in Arizona. Uh, you said you don't charge for it. Is it open to only folks in your church or is this open to anybody? So if somebody wanted to travel from Texas or one of my listeners who is in, um, West Virginia wants to go over there and take this training, is that something they can do? And if so, how do they do that? 
Yeah, anybody can take the training. Um, and so once I get the classes um, back up and running now that uh, COVID is, uh, mm. you know, on the downslide. And so, um, uh, yeah, we'll have all the information on my website. Um, also on my and I had all that information in front of me, man. And I don't know what I did with it. <laughs> I had it right in front of me. Now this I is the no clue. This is the magic of post production. It's going to be in the show notes. So at the end of this okay, interview, good. Uh, when I do the wrap up, uh, I'm going to do a little recap of what we talked about. I'll give you the link in this episode at the end of where Please. to go to be beyondtherut.com slash some sort of three digit number, and there you'll find the links to Dr. James Wolf's um, contact info, the website, all that. Good. And I'm going to link the book in there as well. Um, and so yeah. That'll be in there. And so even though we that you're gonna find that paper as soon as we stop talking and stop recording. Yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty of that. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah. So yeah, so the, the and the powerful thing too is Jerry, you know, doing shows like this, um, what I'm excited about is it's getting God's word out um in a practical way, yeah. you know, and in a and, you know, and, and I will say even, in, in, you know, it's advanced. We're in an advance, but it's an, it's easy enough for people to grasp and 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 to listen to and to go for and then do their own research. And and that's another thing that we have to really put into people at, that we're mentoring and that we're teaching is that you have to do the work. If you don't do the work, man, it's just, it's not going to work out. You, you have to do the work. Now, are we working for our salvation? Absolutely not. Mm-mm. We're not working for our salvation, but what you are is you're maintaining it and you're, and you're bringing maintenance to it. And you do that through reading, praying and, and focusing on the things of God. So anyways, nice. I'm ranting at this point. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, just like the last time you were on the show, it was great to have you on. And, uh, I just love it when we get a conversation going and we lose track of time. That's that's always a yeah. good thing. <laughs> yeah, it was a privilege being here, man. You're such a great guy, man. You have a great spirit, and I appreciate everything that you're doing, and I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. So in this episode, we talked about the importance that mentorship has in the development of young men into men, but also for men to continue on their spiritual journey and this thing we call life. We also shared with you how you can connect with Dr. James Wolf and learn more about how his church is running a mentorship program, but also how you yourself can pay it forward and become a mentor to somebody else. Be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 273. There you'll find links to Dr. James Wolf's resources that were mentioned in this episode, as well as other episodes related to what we talked about today. The best way you can pay us back is to pay us forward. However you're listening to this episode right now, there's a share button. Go ahead and hit that share button and forward this on to someone you were thinking about while you were listening to this show. That's all we've got for this week. So until next time, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, 
They love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.